0: So, this is our first official episode of Top Hat Moms, and- I feel like we should probably explain why we <laughs> call it Top Hat Moms. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that we walk around in top hats naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, not a lot of people can render me speechless,
0: but you did. I had. I have a gift. I had nothing. (laughs) My mind was absolutely blank. I truly have a gift of doing that, too. Not just you, but many, many souls. Um, All right. Well, my name is Amanda, and I'm here with my best friend, Kristen. That's me. (laughs) And we are um, officially the Top Hat Moms, I guess.
1: So... The actual story yes, of why we call ourselves the Top Hat Moms. <laughs> um, this could turn into a really long story. I'll keep it as short as possible. We use a code for when we need the other person to be completely open-minded, even more so than usual. Um, no judgment. Yes. And... It usually prefaces a very long text, fraught with many emotions, um, some of which just cannot be shared with anyone else, <laughs> anyone else. on the planet. Um, so <laughs> so we, we send a top hat, uh, which is basically a heads up for the other person uh, to know that we need them in the capacity that only we can be there for each other.
0: Yeah. That's like a, like, put your friend hat on. I mm-hmm. think that's how it started. I think we would, like, text each other, like, can you put your friend hat on or can you put your whatever hat on? And then we just, it just yeah. devolved into <laughs> just sending the top hat. It did. It, it devolved
1: into pure degeneracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> As for the usual. So... We really, uh, we really kept it going in the sense that
0: the Top Hat, um, for us is a safe space. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's really why we named the podcast Top Hat Moms, because it's really a place for no judgment, be honest, like, we're going to talk about everything from the good to the bad to the bloody. <laughs> the ugly, the stinky. <laughs> Definitely the stinky. The dirty. The stinky. But also the good. I mean, motherhood is wonderful and amazing and fantastic, and we are both moms. I have a almost one year old now, and Kristen. I have
1: a 10 year old. Uh, He will be 11 in November, and um, my air quotes, baby, <laughs> will actually be eight on Thursday. So... Oh God, I can't
0: believe that. I, I was there when Bertie was taking his first steps.
1: I know. Little baby guy. It it, it makes us well-rounded, though. Like, That's we're, we're true. On, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I am spending an embarrassing amount um, on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Is <laughs> it both of
0: Yes. Oh, no. Um, And Roblox, Um, I don't even know what that is. Minecraft, I've at least heard of. What is Roblox? I don't know. I just. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 I
1: I should just have my paychecks like direct (laughs) deposited to the App (laughs) Store. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah,
1: You know. um,
0: But yeah, I mean, I think you make a really good point. Like, you've got the two older ones. You don't have teenagers yet, but you're close. It's creeping up. And I have the. The baby, baby, baby guy, the new baby guy, little baby guy. I know, I can't believe he's almost a year. It's so crazy to me. I know, I know. So yeah, this is this is our safe space. This is we wanted to start this for other moms and anybody who is a good mom but also cusses like a lot, like a lot. Drinks as I drink a beer.
1: Yeah, you know, or like cusses while drinking a beer.
0: Or cusses while breastfeeding and drinking a beer because also I've done that.
1: Yes, I would have done that <laughs> when I had functional boobs. <laughs> um, but I don't like beer, so it definitely would have been vodka. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, but like I said, my baby is eight, so it's been a hot minute. I know. Since these boobs were out for any other reason that's okay you definitely
0: here. well that's true too (laughs) they're always there for a good time they're always there
1: for (laughs) they're mine again
0: Um. (laughs) oh my god what it must be like I don't even remember when my body was my body it's just it's something that you don't even know how to prepare for and it's beautiful and it's so infuriating at the same time like oh my god sometimes I just want to be like bro I'm done but um, also, he says no, so <laughs> it's a no. Yeah. It's a no for him. It's a hard no for him, dog. It's always a hard no for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited because... I'm so excited. I think people need this maybe more than they realize. Yes. I definitely needed it when I had not only newborns but infants and toddlers and pre-K kids and i think that finding a safe space where you can talk about like the ugly dirty stinky parts right is really important and not everyone has like a mom that they're close to or Like, sisters or... Or even friends. Even friends, yeah.
0: You know? Um, Yeah, there's definitely people that have... They're just isolated. and That sucks. I couldn't... Honestly, I don't even know how you were a single mom. Because I daily rely on my wife. I just... There's no way.
1: I don't even really honestly know. Like, looking back, I'm not... I'm not sure how I got through it when I was in it. And when I look back, it was... It's just like a blur, kind yeah. of like a haze. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, obviously we got through it. Um, we're all alive. We're all <laughs> here. <laughs> we're all we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're definitely going to be laying on a therapist couch someday, like telling really funny stories. Yeah, to someone who's making a lot of money
0: off <laughs> my <laughs> well, parent, off, of <laughs> off of my failures. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Eight. Who knows how to parent until you're a parent? And even then, who knows how to parent? Like, nobody tells you. Yes. And every generation, there's a new, you shouldn't do this, you should do this. Like, when we were growing up, it was the fervor method. And you just let them cry it out. You let but them scream. Now, they're linking that to, you know, personality disorder, Abandonment and issues. And abandonment issues and, like, all this stuff. So now there's the new age stuff, which, you know, right now, it sounds great. And we'll see <laughs> i mean fuck. No. we'll see how fucked up our kids we'll are <laughs> we'll see we'll let you know check back in 20 years yeah i i think we maybe
1: skated out like from the our moms like smoke and drink and there was lead paint in the houses like True. i think that was a little bit older than us yes um so i was gonna say look at us now but still, look at us now.
0: But still, like, we both have therapists business drugs <laughs> The more. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> thank you, Therapy. Thank you, Lexapro. Well, and thank, thank you, Zoloft. Thank you, thank
1: you Zoloft, Boost <laughs> Xanax. We, we keeping you in business. Thank you, Xanax. And thank No, on a serious note, thank you everything for the stigma of that being removed. Because yes. my mom's generation and... Definitely, her mom's generation, mm. um, it was unheard of to seek help for illnesses that occurred in your mind. Right. Like any kind, yeah. And I think we have learned now that when you have diabetes, there's a medicine for that. Right. You know, when you have lots of different physical ailments, there are medicines for that. And what I like to call shortcomings of the brain (laughs) because my, my little brain just doesn't make its own serotonin very well. It tries it's little ass off, but it just, it just doesn't. And so, you know, like I buy my serotonin instead of make it. And I think the freedom of being able to say that without judgment is something that our generation had to fight really hard for. Um, and a lot of walls had to be torn down for us to have, the comfortability and the safety to go to therapy and get prescriptions filled and take them and most importantly talk about it with mm. other people. Yeah. Um. That's not to say that postpartum psychosis and postpartum depression do not still run absolutely rampant. You know, um, mm. because they do. But I think being able to say out loud that you need help. Is a lot easier now than it was for past generations. And yeah. I'm extremely, Absolutely. extremely thankful for that because when when you know better, you do better. Right. In theory. Right.
0: In theory. In theory. In in uh in doing it? What am I doing? Practice. For? Practice. God there you damn go. It. Yeah, I had it. I was slow on the update, <laughs> But I had it. Appreciate you. Well, and you know, I mean I worked in OBGYN for four or five years and I saw so many people that struggled with postpartum depression and there there was this stigma that if you weren't just over the moon happy Mm -hmm. then something was wrong with you you were a bad mom and I think society put those pressures on us and we put those pressures on ourselves and that inspired me to go back to school and get my degree in psychology to specifically work with these moms. So I had all of these tools. I had all this education and I still felt victim, you know, like Mm -hmm. I still, I struggled and I still felt the embarrassment and didn't reach out for four months. So Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I have a four month old child that's breastfeeding and I'm up all night and I, I wanted to die. I wanted to not be here anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I truly felt like, my baby and my wife would be better off without me. And Mm -hmm. that was, that's such a shitty feeling. I mean, luckily I did get help and, you know, thank you drugs, thank you therapy. Right, right. I got a psychiatrist, a psychologist, drugs, I got them all. But, you know, even having those tools, I struggled so hard with asking for help and recognizing the signs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't even imagine being a new mom, God forbid, a single mom that has no support and no education on it. You know, mm-hmm. like you just, you're just depressed. You just hate everything. Not even hate. It's not even a hatred. It's like a... It's like a despondency. Yeah. It's like a numb. Yeah. you just, you're, you're just numb. lost. Yeah. You're and, like afloat. Yeah. And it was miserable. You know, like you want to, I, I mean, I'm gay and I had to pay a lot of money and go through a lot of things to have this baby. And I wanted... Like, my heart wanted to be so happy. Mm-hmm. But my brain was like, yeah, we we can't do that for you. Like you said, like, my serotonin was like, mm, nah. better not. You know? I mean, better not. <laughs> better not. Sometimes I think I can smoke crystal meth. And then I think, mm, better, better not. not. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it is definitely becoming less... Stigmatized. However, mm-hmm. even with my education and my background and my tools, mm-hmm. I let it go. Um, yeah. I was embarrassed. I thought mm-hmm. something was wrong with me, which it was, but not on a societal level, like on a physiological level in my brain.
1: Well, no, it wasn't. I think it's important to note that it wasn't anything that you could control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything that you could have prevented or that you brought on yourself right in any way um and i think it's important for for people to hear that message right if you yeah. know if nothing else like there's nothing wrong with you as a mother if
0: you do fall victim to you know absolutely ppp or ppd absolutely I mean, or PPA. I mean, you know, you've got the psychosis, the depression, the anxiety, it's all very relevant and very, like it happens. You know, Mm -hmm. you think you have all of these hormones for nine months and then all of a sudden you have this baby and your hormone levels drop because you don't have a baby to support anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of women don't have it and that's fantastic and that's Mm -hmm. great. And I am happy for those women, but a lot of women do fall victim and it is very hard. It's hard to recognize. It's hard mm-hmm. to seek help. It's you know, and when you're with a partner that doesn't understand, they just don't understand. You or know not with a partner. Right. Or single or you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may be. Even, you know, surrogacy. Mm-hmm. You you are still struggling with these endorphins that you have having yeah. this baby, holding this baby, mm-hmm. and this oxytocin and all of these things and then you know, it just, it falls and it's natural and it happens. So, yeah, I mean, we we have come a long way in, in talking about it and in treating it and in recognizing it. But, you know, there's also so many times that it does slip through the cracks, especially, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about, like, old school doctors or anything like that. But if you haven't really been around it or you... Started school, ended school in a time where it wasn't really discussed, then how do you recognize it? You Mm -hmm. know? um, And even if you do recognize it, how do you treat it? Right, and it's so hard because, you know, like I was getting the EPDS, the Edinburgh Postpartum Depression Scale. I was getting those at my OBGYN mm-hmm. I was getting those at the mm-hmm. pediatrician but mm-hmm. neither one of them can treat it mm-hmm. so then they recognize it they find it but then they have to find you a therapist well then you have to find somebody that takes your insurance then mm-hmm. you have this then you have that if you have insurance exactly so like what do you do at that point you know and like my OBGYN wouldn't continue my medication mm-hmm. after first treating you know whatever which is fine like i I totally understand, like, that's not... You're not a psychologist, you're not a psychiatrist, but it's its hard for women. Like, it's mm-hmm. its confusing to, to find where to get help. And luckily, there's, like, better help and stuff out there now um, and hers and all those things. But, yeah, I mean, it's its hard to find help,
1: <laughs> you know? its And I think as hard as it is to... F- find the help it's still hard to ask for it absolutely just because you know maybe the answers are there the remedies are there the medication is there It it is more accessible it's more readily available and the stigma is lighter I guess smaller mm-hmm. yeah. maybe um, and I'm not so sure that it's anything from the outside I don't know that it's societal pressure I think it's I think it's internalized pressure i think that i think you're right you know if Huggy's diapers commercials were honest you know um i think that maybe maybe it would be easier to recognize those feelings in mm. yourself instead of being force-fed this warm fluffy rhetoric of you know being instantaneously smitten mm-hmm. with an entire human mm-hmm. that you've never physically even laid eyes on right. you know with absolutely i mean we can just call it what it is the absolute trauma of birthing a child mm-hmm. no matter which way they get here right. it's it's just completely traumatic and it's not natural for that bond to be there sometimes you know and no one wants to admit that to themselves right and no one wants to admit it to their partner you know their spouse their their anyone mm-hmm. and i think that's a lot of it just is internalized a lot of it is from people who don't want to admit it to themselves
0: let alone other people yeah and i mean i think that does come from like past generations just being force-fed this, like you said, rhetoric of you have to be happy. And Mm -hmm. mental health was not even a thing, what, like 20 years ago? Like, you know, ADHD stuff was just coming out when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So the thought of mental illness being an actual illness and not (laughs) something you just lock somebody up for. I mean, hysteria literally comes from histo, which is literally the term for uterus. Mm -hmm. So the term hysteria came from women and so i think there has always been this long standing notion that not only moms but women in general are supposed to be happy and dainty and
1: nurturing and yeah, all right.
0: knowing and all giving and yeah.
1: you know we're we're almost conditioned just put yourself last stop taking care of yourself mm-hmm. don't worry about yourself Give up absolutely everything until you are holding scraps of your former personality. Right. Um. And not only is it okay, it's it's almost championed. It's mm. almost like the, so the selfless. most selfless You're so, yeah. mom is the winner. Right. You know? Right. Um. And I know that there is a small group, you know, of women who refuse to subscribe to that you know and they are like absolutely not you know i leave my kids with babysitters and i go on vacations by myself Mm -hmm. and i do important things like go to the gym immediately after work instead of running straight home you know to my child who is draining and exhausting um and i'm glad i am glad for those women for those moms um i'm i am glad for them but i I just don't think that they are the majority yet. I think that right. there's still a small sector, you know, of motherhood as a population.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, and the good news is though they're there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they're definitely champion, championing and making it more normal. And mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, it's hard as shit to balance everything. Like, I think it's It's impossible. Honestly, yeah. I mean, (laughs) truly, you know. And again, motherhood is fantastic. And I love so much being a mom. I worked so hard for it. I love it. I love my child. I love my baby. But it's fucking exhausting, dude. It's so hard. It is exhausting. Especially like, okay, this is a super tangent, but like the five love languages. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Sheena, my wife, hers is physical touch. Mm-hmm. Mine is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is more like words of affirmation, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My last one is physical touch. Yeah. So I get touched out very, very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, when he is teething or going through a growth spurt or cluster feeding or whatever, I just like, I get physically like I hurt like Mm -hmm. it hurts and he's still breastfeeding Mm -hmm. so it's even more so like and my poor wife my poor wife like because obviously he has to come first I mean he's less than a year old he's Mm -hmm. breastfed you know Mm -hmm. and I just don't have that there's like you know I have a cup Mm -hmm. and every day I have a full cup of physical touch in me and I I want to say 95% of that Mm -hmm. goes to Highland Mm -hmm. and Sheena gets left with the scraps. So let's also not forget, you know, those partners that have to,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't want to say put up with us, but put up with us. Yeah. No, I think
1: that partners who actively engage in the familial experience and who very purposefully support the parent who is responsible for literally creating food you know for the child (laughs) I I mean mean, for real (laughs) you know um, it takes a lot to hold people up when they are responsible for sustaining a human life yeah while also sustaining their own life right? which has been completely backburnered you know and it's no small task yeah. it's, it's just not you mm-hmm. know a good support system is probably I mean in my opinion invaluable mm-hmm. you know when it comes to how for lack of a better word how successful someone's fourth trimester is going to be Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I mean absolutely that fourth trimester and that is something that's so new to me like I never really heard that term or if I did I didn't really acknowledge it because you don't right like people haven't for so long, it's the first, second, third trimester. Mm -hmm. That's pregnancy, you have the baby, boom, you're done. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that as mothers, we have support systems and we have people that are with us every day. You know, of course, like, I love my family, I love my in-laws, I have amazing Mm in-laws, just, I mean, that child is very, very loved. Mm -hmm. But, you know, without my partner, I would, I mean, honestly, like I would probably be dead. I just, I reached out to one of my friends who's a midwife when I first had Highland. And I was like, I I just want to walk away. I just mm-hmm. want to hand him over mm-hmm. and walk away. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like I'm doing any good for him. Which, let's be real, I created him. Mm-hmm. I nurtured him. Mm-hmm. I feed him. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And so I think that having a good partner, and you have an amazing partner, you have a partner that helps you with your boys, like, Mm -hmm. they are his, and, you know, Sheena, Hyland didn't come from Sheena, but Sheena was there for the whole process, she helped pick out the sperm we used, Mm -hmm. she adopted him legally, you Mm -hmm. know, and so the fact that I have, and you have, somebody that you can just ultimately trust to be able to walk away for a minute Mm -hmm. like here we are right now (laughs) you know like Sheena's over there making sure Highland stays asleep and is safe Mm -hmm. and I think that having that is such a valuable part as well of being able to recover and being able to recognize the signs Sheena's actually the the person that came to me and was like I think you need to see a therapist Mm -hmm. and can you imagine the balls that it took you know me can you imagine the balls it took for her to be like, hey man, I feel like fucked.
1: I, I want you to know that I'm picturing her in full SWAT gear. <laughs> like
0: I, like, <laughs> with like a sword, like, like a, a katana. <laughs> like a
1: katana and like a helmet and also like, like a full-on shield. Yeah. Like with a little mouth hole. <laughs> She was like, I think you need a therapist. Or like the
0: Hannibal Lecter mask. Yes. It's like the little dots. Yes. And then she like backed away quickly after saying it. She like opens the door. Right. Like grenade. Yeah. That just comes out with words. Right. It's like a howler.
1: Yes. But not howling. Like very sweetly was like,
0: I we love need you. need therapy. And I think you might need therapy. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's really funny that you say that, um, I was so broken that I was like, you're right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, you know me, I have a lot of fight. I'm a mm-hmm. feisty bitch, mm-hmm. but I was so broken and I just so did not want to feel that way. And that's the other thing. Like you cannot will yourself out of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I did it. I tried so Hard, Like, you are happy. This is a happy time. You Mm -hmm. wanted this. You paid for this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can't. Like, you cannot will yourself out. And there's nothing wrong with seeking therapy and using drugs. And some people don't have to use drugs, and that's great. Talk therapy works for them Mm -hmm. totally. I need both. Um, (laughs) Same. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, just back to being single mom, like you, you were a single mom for a time Mm -hmm. after you had newborns, but Mm -hmm. if we're totally honest, you didn't have wonderful support Mm -hmm. and you know, I don't, I don't want to speak too ill of anybody. I don't want any hate or anything like that. But you know, if we're being honest, Mm -hmm. he had a very demanding job, he Mm -hmm. was very busy and you didn't have that support, whether it was intentional or unintentional. So I couldn't even imagine, like, I just don't know how you did it. <laughs> well, I didn't do it well
1: um, <laughs> the first uh, the first time around. Um, when my oldest uh, was born, I had severe postpartum depression, um, and I told approximately no one. I didn't even want to admit it to myself. Um, But I would also feel very touched out um, Mm. from constant, constant breastfeeding. Um, And I think it piled up faster than I imagined. It was, it started out as a snowball and it turned into an avalanche Mm. before I knew it and before I was. Willing to admit it to anyone else, let alone myself. Um, and I got the same questionnaires, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the same like, "Are you feeling okay?" right Like from your you at your checkups, right? Yeah. Of course, I feel right? overwhelmed. No shit. No, there's shit. There's shit everywhere. There's shit under my fingernails. Also, if anybody
0: tells you no, they're fucking lying. They're lying. They're lying. Call therapy right now. They're lying. <laughs> they're lying just 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 assume <laughs> they're lying they're lying they're lying they're lying
1: a lie, a lie. um but you don't you don't have and I don't want to say the mental capacity but you don't have maybe the the ability to separate your new air quotes normal mm. um with the like sea of hormones that you're swimming and probably drowning in and realizing that you were one person and now you're two people and you created a whole nother person and that person depends on you for absolutely everything up to and including not being able to hold up their own head (laughs) like hold them the wrong way and it snaps off (laughs) off. like a cheap baby doll like it's terrifying am i wrong (laughs) Yes, a little bit. I don't think it just snaps off. It's like an orange on a toothpick. (laughs) It's not. Their necks are like noodles. Um, (laughs) But just like the crushing intensity, I think, of the responsibility and the pressure and learning to differentiate who you were and who you are now. Mm -hmm. Because those people are completely different people. Right. You know there's like some old saying that goes around that you know, when a baby's born, a mom is born too, right. And that's true because two people are born that day, right the 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 mother that you are now, which you never were before mm-hmm. you know, and an entire human that you're now completely responsible for. And ultimately, it can be really hard to when you're sitting in that doctor's office and you're tired and someone else's vomit is on you and you don't know when the last time you brushed your teeth is, and they hand you a questionnaire and you're like, you literally don't know if you're in junior high again or if you're just having PTSD or is it a flashback? Like what's going on, you know? And what is
0: this worksheet? You you
1: don't even know your own name and you're like homework, ew, you know? (laughs) And like my clothes don't even match and my underwear on backwards. I can't fill out a test. You had underwear on? (laughs) The paper ones, okay? I took a lot from that hospital, like a lot. Nice. Sorry. I'm sorry. not sorry. Not sorry. No, I
0: paid so much money for that. Like, <laughs> not sorry. The, at I took all. so many paper underwear.
1: Those were um, so
0: comfortable, man. The mesh ones. Yes. Can we just? Can we just sidestep for a minute and talk those about those mesh underwear?
1: They stretch more than anything I've oh my God. ever encountered in they were my so nice. absolute life. Well, you have to because so nice. I know the
0: pads. They're like mattresses. <laughs> So it's a whole fucking twin mattress between my legs. <laughs> but you're glad you have it, though. Yeah, for sure. Cough or sneeze. <laughs> Ew. Oh, don't. No. Stop. No. no okay. No. Ew. Back Ew. to... Look, bitch, I got chills. Ew. Ew. Because you're so
1: grossed out at yourself.
0: Yeah. Facts. Or me. Or both. So, um, but back to... But
1: when you're doing... When you're doing the questionnaire, let's just call it, you mm-hmm. know, the, what is it actually? Survey scale? It's the EPDS. The Survey
0: says. The edit. Crazy. Ding, ding, ding. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the postpartum, de- the postnatal depression scale. So it's a fucking scale. Uh-huh. You done. Know it. It's hard to answer those questions on the spot.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's hard to determine, am I depressed or am I just really fucking tired? And over fucking wound. And Am I hungry and stinky? <laughs> and what day is it? Like my boobs are leaking and oh my God. now I pee when I sneeze and
0: what is that? And, there's and then they tell you to do Kegels. I wish a motherfucker would come do Kegels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way for anyone to be able to not truthfully, but realistically answer those questions because you don't know what you're feeling.
0: Right. And like, it's so new. Like you go back to the doctor so quickly, you know, I started like Highland had his first pediatrician appointment at two days old Mm -hmm. and they started giving me them Mm -hmm. at that moment. Now they gave them to me up to six months, Mm -hmm. um, which was fantastic. You know, I, if I went back, like I could see the progression, Mm -hmm. but you know what? My first postnatal visit I had to bring Hyland because Sheena was working, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I am ai was a brand new mom. I'm still a brand new mom, technically, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know breastfeeding. There was no fucking schedule, you yeah. know, like. No. None of that, and I had to go back because I had that infection in my C-section incision, so I had to go back a little sooner than normal, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm sitting there, Fucking totally naked. Totally naked. They wanted to do a full fucking thing, which let's just not do that anymore for postpartum women. But yeah, they wanted no. to check my boobs. They wanted to check my incision. Mm-hmm. All of my shit, right? Mm-hmm. The whole fucking badge flaps. All mm-hmm. of them. And I'm sitting there naked with a fucking paper sheet on. My baby is sleeping in his car seat stroller thing right next to me Mm -hmm. and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm sweating you know when you sweat like the paper sticks to your ass those postpartum sweats yes and then he starts crying and I'm like oh my god like what do I do I literally what do I fucking do and to top it all off I don't even think I told you this they gave me the EPDS in Spanish but I didn't realize that so I was so fucking tired and overwhelmed. That and you were naked. taking a Spanish- I couldn't read it. So I thought I was fucking dumb. I thought I just couldn't fucking read. I was- He took away my brain. Bro, <laughs> he did though. I gave all my brains to him. So I'm Mom sitting brain here- brain is real. Naked, sweating. Naked and
1: afraid. Naked <laughs> and afraid, bitch, I was.
0: Baby <laughs> <Then laughs> screaming. I'm like, shit, do I, can I nurse him? Like, what do I do? Right. Right. I got two tits leaking because the baby's now crying. Now the baby's crying. Oh my God. It was, and the fucking form was in Spanish. I really thought I was dumb. I did not even. I, literally, when they came in, I asked, I was like, is this the right form? <laughs> Dead ass serious. And she was like, oh my God, honey, I gave you the Spanish one, bitch. You about caused the meltdown. You about caused a whole ass panic attack. A whole panic attack. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean it sucks man it sucks and when you're that new and you're that fresh how are you supposed to know if this is normal or not you know what i mean like there yeah. is no normal at that right moment right so how like mine i didn't catch my ppd until four months mm-hmm. uh, at a week out i didn't even fucking know my name i thought that i couldn't read you know <laughs> like how the fuck am i supposed to tell you whether or not your mental state right. is
1: homeostatic or not. Yes, I'm
0: crying a lot
1: more than normal. Like, are you crying more than normal? I can't tell anymore if it's tears, sweat, sweat. or pee, but I know I'm bathing in it.
0: Like, It's all over me.
1: It's it's or milk. It's breast milk. I don't
0: know anymore. I just, everything is wet, and I'm tired, it and wet. I don't understand. Oh my God. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's hard because our partners have useless nipples and... Useless. Fucking useless. And then, you know, they're like, oh, do you
1: want me to get up with you? No!
0: Okay, but I told you about that time, Sheena got up and just stood there and watched me breastfeed and I wanted to animal attack her. I appreciate the support, honey, but if you don't lay the fuck down... One of us could be sleeping. I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. You know what? You should be sleeping so you can get up with his ass in the morning. Go oh to sleep. I was so pissed.
1: Go to sleep. One of us could literally be sleeping right, right. now. Right. And you up here standing looking me in the tits <laughs> for nothing. They ain't looking at you baby, they're looking down. And for what? <laughs> and for what? Go to bed Yeah, with your useless nipples.
0: And like God love her, she tried. She was just trying to support she me. She was, but at that moment, it was if you too much. Lay the fuck it down was too much. and get out of my goddamn face. You about to get a baby in the face because I was throw a baby to the head right at yo. Oh my god, The test them reflexes. Yeah,
1: that was. And knowing Sheena uh, the way that the way that I know her, her intentions are solid gold. Oh yeah, they are twenty-four karat. Absolutely solid gold.
0: Solid. And she just wanted to support me. She she did. She was worried about me. She didn't want me to be up by myself.
1: And they don't know how to support us because we don't know
0: how we need to be supported. exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. And they're like, what can I do? And then we just go, nothing. Because we don't know. Also, we do it better because we know what we need, but we don't know how to say what we need. (laughs) Right. So I do have a question. Was it better with Brady because you kind of knew what to expect? So... Weirdly enough, I
1: had zero postpartum depression with Brady. Really? Mm-hmm. That's good. I was very prepared um, because there is a, at the time, between 30 and 40% chance mm-hmm. um, that it would be a recurring situation. And I knew that with Blake being so dependent on me... He was two years and nine months old mm. when Brady was born. Um, so, you know, he could put his own clothes on, sort of, <laughs> but would still run into the street. Right. So, like, right. just... Right. Just like enough, halfway there. <laughs> just enough faculties, like, to argue with me, but not enough to not put a fork in a socket. <laughs> so, still constant supervision. Right. But... No, no more orange on a toothpick. So, like, I didn't have to hold his head on for him, but he would 100% put my phone in the toilet. (laughs) So, like, you still can't leave him alone. 150%. Right? Okay. So, I knew that I didn't have the, this is a terrible word for this, but I didn't have the luxury of silence.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that's, I mean, yeah. Um, because of Blake, right? Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't an option right. for me to hide from it, um, the way I did consciously or subconsciously mm-hmm. with Blake. Um, so I was very aware, on the lookout. Um, it was a different city, different hospital, different mm. OB, uh, different everything, and so. Um, I warned her, I said, Hey, last time, um, I had crippling postpartum depression mm-hmm. told absolutely no one. Um, and so I don't want that to be the case. Right. Like I need to know, can we get ahead of it? Is there something that we can do. Um, put it in my chart. I just, yeah, let's all be aware on the same page. Mm-hmm. And if I tell you that I'm okay, I want you to ask me 500 more times. Right.
0: I want you to look at my face, look
1: at my face read the room check my body language right. you know um right. and she was absolutely fantastic um i just adore and cherish everything about the way that she handled um that second pregnancy and second c-section mm. which is you know a whole other layer of right. you know I I don't, I don't know what vaginal childbirth is like. I have never experienced it. Um, but having experienced multiple C-sections, it is a major, major surgery. Right. On top of all of the other physical, mental, and emotional trauma Mm -hmm. that we are yanked through in a 24-hour time period. Right, right. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um... So, I think I would have been more prepared if it would have happened, um, but it didn't, and I'm still surprised by that.
0: Well, that's—I mean—that's awesome. Like, I feel like that's a true testament to your preparedness, and I'm sure you were probably still on drugs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, to clarify, to clarify, prescribed drugs. <laughs> <Yes. I know. laughs> if you say prescription, like we still don't know. Legally prescribed. <laughs> Mental health. I did not
1: buy them in a Ziploc bag from a shady man on the corner. Are you sure though? Yeah. Okay. Because they was expensive.
0: <laughs> it's the way cheaper to get a throw insurance. Dummies. Is it though? <laughs> Captain Dum <Dum-Dum>. Dum. <laughs> I hate you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I mean, speaking on that, like I was already on... Lex because I had mm-hmm. crippling anxiety just mm-hmm. being alive, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean they had to double it, like, mm-hmm. and they went up slowly, obviously, but it ended up having to be doubled. So I, it's fantastic that mm-hmm. it worked for you, you know, getting through that second one. And mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely have to touch on the differences in a later episode, but. Yeah, I mean, even, like, for me, like, I felt like I was prepared. I knew the signs. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, haven't treated people, but I've done case studies and I've, you know, shadowed while people were getting therapy for it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm aware that it's a possibility. Right. But I'm good, you know? So... The fact that it happened and I've, you know, looking back, I feel like the signs were there the whole time, Mm -hmm. like even just really small ones. And I just ignored them, ignored them, Mm -hmm. ignored them. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it went from a snowflake to an avalanche, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of a sudden everything came crashing down Mm -hmm. and I couldn't tell you exactly like my breaking point, but it, it did break me Mm -hmm. I mean and I feel like I'm a different mom now than I was when Highland was a newborn Mm -hmm. you know like it just is such a significant change um, definitely for for the better (laughs) I think I'm definitely a better mom now that I'm more medicated you know aren't we all
1: I am definitely a better mom um, now that I'm more medicated I think adding um I actually take I take ZoLoft and we actually added um Boost Bar to it. Um and I do have a prescription for Xanax for like acute right like attacks emergency, yeah. Um I don't hardly ever have to use it thankfully. Okay, but um, side note you can sell those for a lot of money. Right?
0: I mean, don't, but like, you But I good. could,
1: though. <laughs> it's either that or feet pics, because like, <laughs> groceries these days.
0: Am I right? My foot's fucked up right now, but if I got sell feet pics, bitch, if I had the body, I'd be a stripper. 100%. 10,000%. Yeah.
1: There. But look. <sighs> hey, I, I got an idea. Okay. They would pay me to put my clothes back on. <laughs> an idiot right i come out naked you are stupid and then they're like oh my god 50 bucks put these you are so back on. fucking stupid and then Shut they'd be like up. i'll give you a hundo if you put them sweatpants back on
0: all number the way up one, and tie them look number one stop it number two it was a good idea this is a podcast about mom empowerment you let them titties point down baby they do point down but so do mine they're like cow orders. yeah
1: they point at my feet To remind me that I still have feet.
0: (laughs) You're so stupid!
1: (laughs) Look, just in case you forgot, just in case case I I forgot. You just wait, you just wait because the mom
0: brain is not a joke. Oh, bitch, I'm already in it. Like, I will stand up, confident as shit, walk into a room and totally forget. And it's like 10 feet. Mm hmm. From like, where I stand up to where I got to go. Mm-hmm. And I still forget. And then I'm like, Sheena, <laughs> what did I want? And then she tells me, thank God. She's an actual saint. Oh my God, I know. Do you know that? Dude, we should get like something made for her. Like Saint Sheena. But like, like the... Mother Mary picture, but, like, with she,
1: But, like, not religious-y.
0: Okay, but, like, at the tattoo shop, when they had the picture of Jesus and the guy's wife the face. it was, the, like, face. the face was over it. Oh, my God. Oh my. Okay, okay, okay,
1: you're on to something. Right, we should um, definitely look into that at, yeah. at a later time. No, we're going to have to investigate. for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure for I think sure, that just goes sure, back to kind of pointing out the... Vast difference between experiencing motherhood completely unsupported Mm. and experiencing motherhood through a completely different lens, right? Um, you know, over a decade later, right? Um, but fully supported, yeah, you know, and I think the difference that it makes. You don't recognize it mm-hmm. until you're on the other side of it. Right. And I think, yeah. I think it's that way with a lot of unseen trauma, mm-hmm. you know, um, I say unseen because it can refer to mental, emotional, you know, there's different, sure. yeah, absolutely. you know, there's, there's different types of unseen trauma. And I think it's, for me, it's an umbrella term for everything. That's not physical. It's not a bruise. Right. You know, right um and whenever you are able to look back um and kind of see through the fog mm-hmm. that you know we we all kind of you know collectively refer to it as everything was a blur everything was a, so yeah. hazy yeah. It, you know i i didn't know what day it was I don't even remember i don't even i don't even remember um She doesn't even go here She doesn't even <laughs> go here um when <laughs> Which is honestly how I think, I think the system was designed that we would forget all of that stuff so that we would have more kids. Because if we oh. all vividly remembered how fucking terrible it was in the beginning, every child would be an
0: only child. Well, you know what's really funny <laughs> is as I was in the beginning telling people, I'm never doing this again. I can never, like, I couldn't. Everyone was saying, oh, you'll feel different. Oh, you'll feel different. And now I'm coming up on a year and I'm like, I can maybe do it. See? <laughs> See, it gets hazy and
1: foggy. Oh, look, it's fuzzy around I the edges. Mm, it's I fading don't, to
0: black I don't critically. remember. <laughs> but yeah, like that. a lot, like our friends that have a now two year old mm-hmm. um, and even some other people we know that have a two year old, you know, I was talking to them and I was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't imagine like right now at this moment, mm-hmm. I can't imagine having another one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, totally felt that way. Mm-hmm. But now we're pregnant again. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like... That says something about the first child being good and that second child being wild. You have that. I have that. But they're both perfect. I know. I love them so much. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I so
1: found out that I was pregnant with Brady at Blake's second birthday party. Shut up. Um... <laughs> no. I will not. I will not. <laughs> um... Yeah, so earlier when I said, that's how I knew mm-hmm. that he was two years and nine months old mm. when Brady was born. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't I couldn't imagine at that moment having a second child. Mm-hmm. But now I don't I don't know what I would do without two of them. Right. Yeah. I, I cannot look backward in that way.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's how it's supposed to be you know I think that whether it's a surprise or it's planned I feel like you know it should be a positive you know adding to your family of course if you want it you mm-hmm. know what I mean obviously there's also options if you don't there's abortion adoption anymore <laughs> I think that's it given it Put them in foster care. Like, I don't know. There's options though. There's those little warm boxes and you can put them in there on a fire station. For sure. And no shame in that, dude. Like you no. see these women that, I don't want to get political in this first episode, Um, but you see these women that don't want these pregnancies and can't get abortions and then end up killing themselves, killing their baby. Like, Both. it's a collective fucking problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just women having babies. That's not what it is. Right. It's It never was that. Exactly. Women going through the trauma of fucking pregnancy, which is hard as shit, Mm -hmm. especially in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. And then... Even if I didn't have a hysterectomy, I would never do that again. (laughs) Bro, luckily I have the luxury of picking when them embryos get implanted and I will not make that mistake. Yeah. Well, I can give you a very nice window of when to not do that. Don't worry because my baby's due date was August 11th. I know when not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Got pregnant November 18th. I know the exact day because that's when they. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Blake's
1: birthday is the first week of November, and it was very pleasant. Brady's I it Brady's birthday the 13th, is right? yeah three days after mine. Um, in the middle of July. Yeah, Highland is the 26th, uh-huh, which. Usually, in Texas, is <laughs> the absolute equivalent of Satan's asshole. I was about to say the um,
0: asshole of Satan. It's <laughs> I don't know, though. It's a little... I feel like Satan would have swamp ass, so it would be more... It's a dry heat in hell. Think about it. I mean, maybe.
1: But it is hell, so it's probably very humid.
0: So it's probably more like this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, I can, I can honestly say
0: the weather here is... So much better than Texas. It has really been nice for you guys. Side note: Kristen is in town from Texas. Um, Love it. And here in South Carolina, we're actually in Folly Beach right now on vacation, spending <clears throat> time together, doing our first podcast. No big deal. Um, but yeah, it's actually really, really nice. So Thursday was fucking miserable, and that's when I texted you. I was like, "Bitch, I hope you're ready." Like it. I was I wasn't ready. Sucks. Just
1: like I wasn't ready for. You know, either of what my kids was going to do
0: to me physically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally. There you go. And we bring it all back full circle.
1: <laughs> or to my heart. And I mean that yeah. in, you know, an absolutely gut-punchingly honest way. Um, you're, you're not prepared and you can't be prepared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the good or the bad. Yeah, and it it really goes back to, you know, planning. You planned Blake, yes? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I planned Highland. And you plan and you want it, and it's so fantastic. And then, boom. It's like you get hit with Mm -hmm. despair. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like, that's the only thing I can think of. And Mm -hmm. it just is, it's terrible. And you're not prepared, and you can't prepare. And even if you try, even if you are, even if you know... All of it. All of it. I had no idea how much I would love him. I had no idea how depressed I would get. I had no idea how much my scar would itch. Itch. It still
1: Or how bad your boobs would hurt. Or how much you would pee when you cough. (laughs) Or laugh. Or sneeze. Any of it.
0: Or maybe jump a little too high.
1: All of it. Or squat a little too high. (laughs) I haven't jumped in ages.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I just tried to imitate jumping and my titties almost knocked me out. Ugh, that's
1: terrible. That's why I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Duct tape them. (laughs) I did that for a prom dress once. Shut up. Literal duct tape. Did it work? Yes, but taking it off the next day. Oh yeah, that's stupid. It was horrifying. that was dumb. Don't do that.
0: All right, folks. I think we're going to wrap up this episode here and we will be back.
1: I'm excited to see some more deep dives yeah. that we can do on
0: different different topics. That this wasn't even supposed to be a deep dive. It just kind of devolved. In the best fucking In way. In the absolute best way. We'll definitely touch this topic again because it's very important. All right, folks. We owe